enjoy this at all. Well, maybe. I I worry that I will begin to enjoy it, and that it will cause me a lot of psychological harm, and that I'll really start to have questions about my own identity. Uh, and also, to be clear, um, I've seen exactly one episode, and only part of it, before last night, when is the first time I sat down, committed, and watched the pilot. And that is, aside from cultural osmosis, the most Big Bang Theory knowledge I have. All right. Well, maybe we should start by introducing ourselves. I'm Kyle. Um, I'm Nick. All right. And if I get my way, the show will be called We Hate the Big Bang Theory, but that's just a, a work in progress title, so we'll see. I think we should have a dynamic title, depending on just how we feel about it on any given episode. Well, I thought we could call it like I was I was workshopping some things. You can you can tell me what you think. I also came up with bad bangers, which sounds like a nice like it's like one of those things you can put an exclamation point after and it has all the dynamic stuff, but I also hate it. It just seemed like a wacky podcast name. At first I thought of sausage and then I thought of some sort of weird reality show parody of sex workers and Shelly and Elisa live in a house together and they don't really like each other but they both you know respect that they have to share the space but this week things get really tense between them yeah Eric and Tim thought they were gonna go out on a sexual adventure for money because neither of them have been doing very well and they've really hit rock bottom as far as self-esteem and physical contact go but are they gonna be able to handle the bad bangers I want to erase that from my own memory. <laughs> All right, so that's one idea you had. Yes, not my finest work. I mean, I, I haven't had any. I think the closest I've had has been similar to We Hate the Big Bang Theory. But like I've mentioned, I worry that that will be less and less accurate the more I grow to empathize, if, if not because they're good people, but because this, the time I'm planning on spending with these characters will either develop a familial close relationship or i'll begin to develop stockholm syndrome uh either way i i i i don't think i worry that i will not hate it that's like i guess i should say that's the reason i'm watching the show right now is uh i'm a very nerdy person and this show has been called out over and over again for being just a a, a mockery of of people who are, are nerdy or have any like above average intellectual ability anything like that and uh so it's it's loathed by everyone i know but i don't i don't want to take it on faith i need to explore and understand and see if it holds up to the reputation and i don't know i'm trying not to make any long-term judgments and just take it as it comes but we can agree that there is a large well i mean i guess it's so obviously it's been running for 11 seasons obviously it has fans yeah um but strangely enough in my friend group everyone i talk to hates it and in fact i told them you know i think i'm gonna i'm thinking of doing a podcast where i just talk about how much i don't like a particular show they all said is that show the big bang theory and i was like yes as it's like yeah i think it is a similar thing oh no no this is this is real and raw this is the kind of this is what you'd expect from the bad bangers. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a similar thing where I was like, hey, I was thinking about doing this. 
podcast. It's going to be all the Big Bang Theory. It's like, oh, why would you do that? Oh, let me tell you about... Ah. So, yeah, that's what I'm subject. That's what we're subjecting ourselves to. Yeah, really, we're, we're cultural anthropologists. We're brave explorers of this dividing line between the people who love the Big Bang Theory and the people who hate it. Yeah. With that, I think it's time to talk about the pilot. So this was your first dose ever of the Big Bang Theory. What were your impressions? I think one of the things that I did like about this episode is the willingness to open an entire series with, let's see these guys try to get paid for jerking off. Like, let's not even work on the relationship or anything. And it's also weird. It's like, let's put them in an already intensely awkward situation to to highlight how awkward these people are. Like, if they were in line at a fast food restaurant and struggled with their order, as one of my friends did in high school, so that other people would make fun of him because he couldn't handle the stress of ordering a hamburger, that would make sense to me. But instead, it's them in an office where they're like, Hi, we are uncomfortable generally, and now you, a stranger, we have to give you information about our history in regards to whether it is worth us masturbating in your office to create future generations. So I, you I think uh, that would be awkward? You'd find that awkward? I admire the bravery, and I think it is a real bad way of establishing a baseline for, for who anyone is supposed to be. All right. Well, let's just go through, let's just summarize the episode, shall we? Just because, you know, I don't expect that any of our numerous fans of this podcast are necessarily, some of them will, but I don't expect that all of them are going to want to go back and actually watch every episode before they listen to these. So let's just talk about, you know, what is the, what's the general outline of the episode? So we meet these two dudes, mm-hmm. Sheldon and Leonard. Uh, like you said, our, the very first thing we learn about them is that they are walking into a sperm bank for geniuses. And they are going to be offered money um, because they are, like, super smart. Yeah, yeah. And, which I guess makes sense. I think that's a real thing. I did meet, actually meet a guy uh, once who had been paid, like, $10,000 for his sperm, but he was mostly tall and incredibly handsome. That is I exactly what I was going to ans- ask. Is I, I, I think we all want smart people, but mostly we just want people with good jaw lines and no genetic diseases. Well, anyway, we were, we were summarizing, and so yeah, they, they, they go into the, uh, the sperm bank, and they start filling out forms uh, shortly after. They, they, first, they, they can't even get the, the front desk person's attention. Oh, geez, what a pickle. And so the solution for that, as you mentioned, is for, is for Leonard to solve this woman's crossword puzzle to establish a boy, howdy, he's a smarty pants. And he also is a mild sociopath. And they get their forms. They, get, they start filling them out. And I can't remember why they bail on it. And then uh, I think right after that, they're, oh, right, they're going back to their apartment. Yes. They get, they get up the stairs, and they're about to go into their apartment. Oh, but but the door across from them is open. Yeah, which is weird. It's a little weird. It's not the weirdest thing, but it's... But yeah, this 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 young woman, new to this apartment building... Uh, well, so I, I'll, I'll jump ahead. I have a, a theory uh, about this initial interaction. A and it, Big Bang Theory? No, go fuck yourself. That's exactly what I was afraid was going to happen, and it did happen. I will reliably be there for that terrible pun 
every time until I get tired of it. That wasn't even a pun. Oh, I hate this. But that uh, that she is just begging, begging for any kind of social interaction. And that is the reason that she puts up with these people. Uh, and I believe that's the case. Because later on when we see her boyfriend, uh, he is a gorilla monster. And I'm pretty sure that she has recently escaped a long uh, domestic abuse relationship where she has been trapped in his apartment and not allowed to communicate with the outside world. Oh, wow, that got dark. I, that's, that's, that's what I do. That's my brain, all right? That's, the more of the episode I saw, the more I was like, she hasn't talked to someone in like six or seven years. Do you want, do you want to go on to what, with the shower shenanigans and the events that then unfold? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the the exact half mark is the two friends come in. Right. And it's and Leonard's like, I have a girl in my apartment. And they're like, oh, we don't believe you. And then she steps... I mean, it's it's the kind of scene that in, like, a wacky, like, 1980s sex romp movie would be, like, perfectly timed. Where, like, you know, the slow motion would kick in and some 80s song would be playing that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what this they, is. They would all be stacked on top of each other trying to look in through a peephole, which Sheldon had, like, burrowed into the wall just in case this ever happened. And let's be clear, at this point we haven't learned nearly enough about any of these guys to make it clear that that is not the sort of thing that they would do. So yeah, she's in the shower. Leonard is beside the shower chatting her up. Uh, when she begins to build up to the big ask for a favor. Oh, right. I was trying to remember why he was there. There was There's just a trick to the gang, the hot water in the shower. So he's like, here, let me stand right here in this small bathroom with you and, and turn the hot water on. And he, then, yes, and then she's like, oh, can I ask you for a very specific, very unusual favor? Yeah, and he is just eager to, to unsheath his loins. But that's oh boy, what a what a turn they they, they they pull on all of us. Which is uh so she's she's recently moved and the big ask which is she has asked the two of them to go to her ex boyfriend's house, whom she just left, to retrieve her television. And anyway, they they get to the front of the apartment building and they are they are immediately flummoxed. Because they, they push the button for the apartment, uh, and they talk to the man, and he basically says, screw off. And Leonard is like, well, we have to do something. And Sheldon says, well, no, we can't do anything. This is like this is his apartment. We asked for him to let him in. He said no. That's the end of the game. And that is the most reasonable, rational response. And the series should have ended there. Just like, whoops, well, we tried. That's the end of our adventure. We don't need to keep this thing up for 11 more years. Um, but no, uh, Leonard is like, well, no, let's let's just see if we can't commit to B&E or salt or anything else. Uh, and then they quickly are, outsmar- outs- are outsmarted by a couple of Girl Scouts. Uh, at least I think they were Girl Scouts going, to, going in to sell cookies who just hit all of the different uh the buzzers you know and then one random person lets them in anyway they do follow the girl scouts in and they go to this guy's apartment and he comes out and i'm not convinced that he is 100 percent genetically a homo sapien because not only is he muscly but he's muscly in that weird way 
that he looks like he has head muscles that are pushing in his skull a little bit. Like, the, the muscles jut out in such a way that it looks like his skull is dented. Uh, in addition to, like, and he's wearing a very tight shirt, and I think not even to show off the muscles, but that's just, that's just like as big as shirts come. And he's still not enough for this dude's biceps, triceps, pecs, and those are all the muscles I know. Well, he also has those forearms that look like somebody installed, like, footballs in them. Yeah. Maybe they are footballs. I'm not going to rule that out. And they very politely inch their way uh, towards him in, in, into, the, into the door, uh, explaining how they, they need this television, and it's all going smoothly enough as they awkwardly beg and then cut to them coming back up the stairs uh neither of them have pants anymore and are walking up in their on their underwear uh and kyle yes nick what what do you think happened well i just assumed i i took occam's razor and i said that for some reason everybody reenact like I have never been in a situation where someone's like, I'm going to take your pants. That's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) At least not like that. It's never, like, I've never been, like, the way they say, they treat it like it's something that has happened to them before. They're like, oh yeah, it's just like being back in high school when the jocks would take our pants. Yeah, well, so about that, though, that is a thing, and... I think it was pretty popular, like, when I was in grade school. You jump up, you sneak up behind someone, grab their pant legs, and plam, you pull them down. No, I get that. No, I no, get... no, but, but it relies on surprise and retreat. These, they are, these two, the, the, the two nerds are standing in front of the, the football man, just looking at each other, and, like, does he run around them and go, aha, gotcha, or is he just, like... I think we know what's about to happen here. Either give them to me, or I will take them off of you. No, I assume he dragged them screaming into his apartment. It was like, you know... But just to steal their pants? Like, what, does he like to keep them as trophies? Yes, that was my whole point. There's no one was else... It doesn't make any sense. There's no one else to see the joke. That's... This is what I'm saying. Normally when you pant someone, you just pull them down, and yeah. they, like, freak out and pull them back up. He took them off and kept them. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he did with them. Maybe he threw them in the trash. Maybe he set them on fire in front of them. I mean, there are lots of fun anecdotes, but he made them watch while he did something unspeakable to their pants. Well, and then think about that, because that's that's what must have happened. Obviously, this wasn't one of those situations where someone runs up behind you, pulls them down, has a laugh, and you feel shame, and then later on you're a more interesting person because of it, even though sometimes you just wake up in the middle of the night and you feel dread and you can't explain why. That is oddly specific. I don't want to talk about it. But, so that's not what happened. Instead, this whatever bizarre scenario that they had their pants forcefully taken from them happened, and they say that that is the normal thing. That, like, this isn't the first time we've been pantsed. It's like, what? Uh, What other situations... Has has the football man come and taken their clothes, their bottom clothes? Anyway, they, they go into their apartment. They're no longer wearing pants. Uh, the other nerds, I don't think, are particularly shocked about this. And uh, Penny, who I think at this point is, is clothed again, uh, expresses sympathy and remorse. That is the whole episode. No, but I did... 
So the one thing that I was obsessed with on this episode I want to talk about right now, and it happens, it's literally the first line of dialogue in the show. It's the first joke in the show. I, it's the first thing that the laugh track comes in on. So as they're rounding the corner before to step into the sperm office, Sheldon is explaining to Leonard the double slit aperture experiment right, thing. Right, right, yeah. Wave particle duality, uh, observation by its, you know, I say this stuff in college, but I'm not like an no, expert exactly anymore. No, exactly. I knew exactly what they were talking about, and I could not adequately explain yeah. it. Yeah. He says this to Leonard, who has ob- who obviously, as one would expect, goes, yes, I am familiar with this basic principle of quantum physics as demonstrated by experimental phenomena. Uh-huh. I went to all of this through all of the same schooling as you did. What is your point? And I know, Sheldon yeah. goes, uh, I didn't have a point. I just think it would make for a cool t-shirt. And, and there's a laugh. Explain to me, oh, master of comedy. Why is that a joke? Wh- what is the joke? Just, what is the goddamn joke, Nick? I think that's it. I think it's like you expect something to happen. It doesn't happen. And you're like, I guess that means I laugh now because I didn't expect something to happen. Because all of comedy is just unexpected things happening. We just don't laugh when someone gets shot unexpectedly because it's impolite. But it's very funny. Yes. So I'm going to lay some cards. This is a... I've, I've spoken with some other people about what they don't like about the Big Bang Theory, and the critique that comes up most often, which we can validate for ourselves over time, mm-hmm. is that they don't actually tell jokes a lot of the time. What they do is they just say something that is objectively either a reference to something smart or a reference to something nerdy, and then they go, so that! And to jump around a little bit, I remember two other things that were weird. I think earlier, uh, when they first meet Penny... And they're talking about inviting her over. Sheldon points out how they've never done that before with other neighbors. And they, the reason is because their prior neighbor... Yes, this, was, this is excellent. This I, is like within two minutes of meeting Penny. Yeah, almost, yeah. Very, very soon into the show. I can't remember how they describe her. Uh, something about, like, transvestite or... Yeah, trans- like a 200-pound transvestite woman. I don't remember. Well, I, th- I think they're not clear about it. Yes. Because I think they're assholes. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how they, how they gendered this pervert that they would never look in the eyes before. Yes, there's that. And then immediately following that, Leonard and Sheldon introduce themselves to Penny and they're like, we live together across the hall. And she's like, oh, which I just took as like a friendly oh. Yeah, but they're Leonard- like, no, 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 we're not gay, we're not gay, we're not gay, we're not gay, we're not gay. Yes. We want to have sex with you, we do. <laughs> yes, it is like within 30 seconds they manage to be transphobic and homophobic. It is like they sprint. Yeah. And then not long after that, because uh, I think it's just after she gets in the shower and the friends come over. They, they talk about how there's a naked woman in the bedroom, in the bathroom, and, and one of those other, the, the nerdy pals, the guy that's like, apparently like, dresses all 70 swanky and has a giant Nintendo controller belt buckle. Wallowitz. Wallowitz. Uh, yeah, because apparently, no, I'm not going to, I can't, I was going to try to explain why he's like that, and I can't. Um, no, please. No, I just, it's, it, I, I, I'm just moving on. And he says something about how, oh, the last time you had a naked woman in your apartment, it was your, your grandmother with Alzheimer's taking off all of her clothes at Thanksgiving. And that's fun. That's a good time to, to take a that's probably not tragic. very, tr- yeah, very upsetting incident. And it's not, it's not like, it's not like I wouldn't tell the same joke, but 
none of these people so far are good people. Like, they're not terrible. Sheldon, I think, is coming out the best. Because he's the one who... Oh, and then... um. There, so that you say there, uh, Wallowitz was that his name? Yes. What was the name of the other dude? Raj. Raj. Yes, he has a. I think his last name is Kutrapali. Yeah, and so like he he has almost no lines. Right, because because he refuses to look at or speak to Penny, and part of it, so they justify it as him not knowing how or being shy or you know something like that, and it's like oh god, like. That's just how nerdy and awkward this guy is. He literally cannot talk to a woman. But, like, it, it really is. Like, every time she looks at him, he just blanks her and turns away. It's not like he stammers. It's not like he can't control himself. He's just like, not this bullshit again. <laughs> not another one of these. Hmm. Well, you, you know, <clears throat> those foreigners, they can't talk to women. Those, those... I, I do not think... That that was implied in the episode. You don't think there's anything racist about the, I'm not the Indian saying, guy? I'm not saying that there's nothing racist about him. I don't think there was in this episode. I think... Because I don't think it's some sort of weird racist stereotype about, about people from India, especially young men, that they literally cannot speak to women. I think you're putting that on him. And you have some things to explain. Well, I just was trying to figure out why would they give him this quirk? What possible reason were they like when they were drawing the lots? Was like he's I'm, the one who can't talk to women. I'm giving I'm giving the show the benefit of the doubt on this one. Unless yeah. the only if if the show they're either racist or they're incredibly not racist because they looked at him and it was like he's the only one who's actually mildly attractive of the four of them, and he like doesn't seem like incredibly super creepy or awkward. So we better make him, like, we've got to double down on his awkwardness, because otherwise people are going to expect those two to get together. Those are your choices. No. I, I really think... Choose, Nick! I think they had this wacky cast of characters, and this guy, just to contrast with the others, independent of, of race, is just the awkward one. The extra awkward one that can't speak. That's what I believe. I, I, I think you're reading into this... So much more than is there, which is good. Why would we talk about any of this if not? I can't get on board here, and I think that you are full of race hate and a monster. Um, and that's I just ha we have to you're live right. with each other. I'm sh you're right. I'm sure I'll take it back. I'm sure there will be no racial stereotypes. Oh no! I 100 percent expect racism. Oh, I expect so much racism in the future. <laughs> like I that that's the thing. As I was surprised. That nothing happened in this episode. That I remember. But yeah, no, it's it's there's I there's gonna be so much just casual hate. Uh but I I don't think I didn't see it in this episode. Okay. I, I think the only other thing that I even thought about saying was that Sheldon comes off the best because even though he uh I I think I'm just gonna say it. He's supposed to be somebody that is somewhere on the autism spectrum. Like, whether he has Asperger's or something along those lines, they're showing that he clearly does not have the ability to read emotional cues or social signals. And I think because of that, he's the one who's always spouting out what everyone is really thinking and what they should be doing. And I think, I don't know if this is intentional, that makes him, like, the only decent person 
because he's the only one who's not acting with some sort of weird, creepy, underlying motivation. Yes, he's the only one explicitly not trying to have sex with Penny. Yeah, he comes out and he's like, no, I know what you're doing. Why are you inviting this? You've never done this before. I understand exactly why you're doing this. Why won't you be honest with me, Leonard, that you want to fuck our attractive neighbor? Well, actually, this That's was... That's a normal thing. I guess I couldn't... F- I mean, I guess this was part of the joke, but you notice no one that episode could say sex. They used, like... I mean, they used, like, weird hyper-intellectual words. Carnal yeah. relations gets thrown around. There's, like, oh. a whole joke around coitus. Yeah, I forgot about that. The way that, that smart people don't know how to use small words. <laughs> That's that's a thing that sucks. You hit a certain level of intelligence or nerdiness, you forget smaller, simpler words. Like it's it's not that they're so that they're they they have they're trying to explain something so complicated that they don't know how to break it down for the average person. It's that they don't they no longer know how the average person thinks or speaks, and so they they have to go as far out of their way to dilute it as much as possible. They're not humans. Yeah, Sheldon, very clear. Sheldon is going to prove himself as the pop culture phenomenon that I've that I've been avoiding, and I should have been embracing this entire time. Oh boy, this is this is not going the way I thought this would go at all. I'm sorry, it's not. It's I I don't know what to think of myself, but um, <laughs> I was surprised by how much I didn't hate him, by how inhuman everyone else is, and uh, how how everyone so far is just kind of mean and shitty and creepy. Yes, I kept watching it. I kept trying to think because. 11 years is a long time. I kept trying to think back in the long distant land of 2006 or whenever it was that this show came out. Like, what did they know about any... Like, like one joke is MySpace. MySpace is a thing, and oh. that joke feels incredibly dated now. That was dated in 2006. Yes. But they're playing World of Warcraft, which is surprisingly still perfectly relevant. So Yes. That worked fine, I think. Um... Right oh. down to the part where Wallowitz wants the girl he's attracted to to create an avatar so that he can flirt with her online. That yeah. doesn't act that like that holds up. And Penny is totally one hundred percent engaged with all of that. Yes, I was, and particularly like you said, I was like, did they know that Asperger's was a thing? Like they knew that people like this were a thing, obviously, but did they know? I think they knew. I think like the whole uh, joke of Sheldon depends on them knowing that there's the stereotype of the of the of the person on the spectrum. I just wondered about the characterization of Sheldon because it's like, I mean, on the one hand, he se- it seemed like inconsistent, but on the other hand, I was like, I don't, I mean, just because people are socially, like, he, he goes back to back, he says, Leonard, it's inappropriate to talk about your bowel movements while you're talking about, talking to Penny, which is right on point. He is correct. It yes, is weird yes. that Leonard, when he's talking about, you know, why curry is good for you, mentions that it makes you poop. I think Sheldon has a good call on that one. But then in, almost immediately after that, Penny asked them what they were just doing that day, and he's like, oh, we, we considered masturbating for money. It seems like if you knew the one, you'd know the other, but maybe I'm the one making assumptions there about people and social norms. I think they had to do that contrast just for the excuse of a joke, even if it was not character consistent. And also, I laughed at that line. I thought that was pretty funny. No, that was a good line. Because you can imagine being horrified if that happened. Um, I will say, and particularly the noble moment that surprised me the most, the actual reason they don't donate sperm, Sheldon has an ethical crisis because he knows that he can't guarantee that his children will be geniuses. Right, and I he couldn't feels remember what false, it was. Oh. He feels it's false, uh, 
false contractual whatever. Right. It's fraud to, you know, tell some woman that he has magic sperm when in fact he knows that statistically his children are just as likely to be average yeah. intellectually as any other kids. Well, and that's another thing, too. He's like, you know, I'm some sort of genius, but my sister works in some sort of service industry. Hmm. Not cool again, Sheldon. Not cool again, television show. That's... And I'm not saying that people that work service jobs aren't all dullards, all right? We all know that to be true. But we also have all seen Goodwill Hunting. And so he's the one example that we always have to keep in mind. Uh, yeah, no, it's... It's a, it's a mean show. And I usually, I don't know, but I think it's, I think I don't like it because it's cute about how it's mean. Like, none of the characters are held up as being terrible. Like, you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and you laugh because of the, the, the depths of their depravity. Uh, and you're laughing because they're horrible people. But these are all just, like, cute, quirky weirdos that are just awful to each other all the time. But they're so goddamn adorable. All right. Well... Anyway, so... Oh, I do have one more thing. Yeah. Uh, Not that I'm hyper-obsessive at all, but you would think, this was my other note about Sheldon, you would think that shirt he is wearing throughout the whole episode. Mm -hmm. The the Flash t-shirt? The Flash t-shirt. The gloves on that Flash t-shirt are fucking wrong. I don't expect anyone to know, but if you want, you can go back and watch the pilot. His gloves are yellow. The Flash's gloves are not yellow. They're red with yellow outlines. And I bring it up not because I am offended... At the shirt manufacturer, that would be insane. But I do think that Sheldon would know that about the Flash, about uh, the thing about the misprint. It's a very I, common printing error in comic books back in uh, the day. I really like this degree of separation you're trying to put between yourself and how you feel Sheldon should feel about it. You're out, you're out Sheldoning the Sheldon. I don't know what you're talking about.